magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Did you say that extra slow this time? Maybe. I did. Like, in the middle of it, I was like, am I saying this really slow? So probably <laughs> probably I was if we both noticed that. <laughs> Which does go along with Mercury retrograde oh for sure. Oh, my goodness. Have you been feeling it? I have been, but not in a bad way. Oh. Because I've been rolling with it. Uh-huh. Like, that's why I was going to talk about that. I've really been doing the mercury retrograde challenge Mm -hmm. which sometimes i've been doing it a day late that's something that you have done that you something i wrote that's on Mm -hmm. my blog that Mm -hmm. i do for mercury retrograde i have like a little activity to do every week or every Uh day Uh of the challenge it's 24 days this time Uh um and i've been doing it and it has been really interesting like it just is like yes things are slow yes there, there are delays Things aren't working. <laughs> um, <laughs> all number of things happening. Oh, the contract thing we were talking about last week still delayed, but moving in the right direction. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And it just feels like, yes, things are slow and you have to kind of roll with the timing. But when you commit to going along with the pace of Mercury Retrograde, when I have been doing that, it feels good. It just feels yeah. like a different, we're just kind of, you know, taking... Yeah kind of it feels like you're going backwards but you're really going forwards Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) kind of thing mm -hmm. what about you um well are we talking about our week or the mercury retrograde well yeah that i've just been having little things like i was supposed to go do this um it doesn't matter but this thing at court and I forgot all the I realized oh I don't have any of the papers and then I had to go back in and then I had to put things thing that out. you volunteer for uh no it's something oh. else yeah oh okay um and well I mean I guess I can say I don't know why I did my daughter is trans and we're changing her name legally <clears throat> oh okay yeah so that's exciting but I had to go like submit all the papers so they could file them and you know and um it was just like this I like went back and forth in the house like four times before I got out of the house and then like I had thought I didn't bring the right paper I thought I wasn't supposed to fill it out anyway it doesn't matter. it turned out I was supposed to so I had to read it just things like that you right know? right yeah mm-hmm and actually I know they say you're not supposed to file do contracts and stuff but See, to me, that's too, that's oversimplifying. Yeah, to me, yeah. like contract, like this is an example. You're revising something. Right. You're oh, changing, yeah, that's true. You know, um, but also like my contract situation that I have, I really wanted it to be initially, I feel like the main problem for me was I just wanted to get going on this project. That right, I'm signing right. this contract. Let's do it. You know, yeah. the creative part of me mm. was ready to go. Yeah. But then when I was like, oh, no, we're not, it, that's not the pace it's going at. When I was like, let's just let it see Be what happens when we set, when I set the boundaries, you know, then it's a different pace, but it actually is positive. Like, it feels like this is right. We're getting the details ironed out, taking yeah. as long as it takes to yeah. do that, Yeah, <laughs> you know. Boy, it just reminds me, <laughs> I feel like I talk about my mom a lot here, but 
she had zero patience. Like mm-hmm. when I say zero, I mean zero. Like, and she would go so fast all the time. And like, I can only imagine how the mercury retrograde periods affected her. I mean, yeah, I wasn't I really- aware of it. Right before Mercury Retrograde, we had that podcast where we talked so much about being noticing when you're at war with the present moment or at war with some condition in a way where it's not helping. And I feel like that is what I'm really realizing. I think I did. I had tapped into this somewhat before, but I'm really feeling at this Mercury Retrograde that that's part of the power of Mercury Retrograde is kind of surrendering yeah surrendering forcing you to kind of forcing you (laughs) to get into alignment with divine time what is like what if it's not all gonna go at the pace you wanted it to go yeah then what then what (laughs) yeah well we interview human design expert kate good who is also a friend of mine and it was great and um I mentioned in that interview, this Harry Styles interview. And so you'll and hear me. Today. T- that's yeah. today in here. But um, what do you mean? The interview? Or the yeah, interview? I just wanted our listeners to know that you were talking about an interview that they are going to hear today in our oh, episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, the Harry Styles interviews today? Um, anyway, he talks about that. So I won't repeat it. But um, just like kind of being... I don't know. I'm starting to feel, and I think I'm going to talk about this in the energy report, so I won't say too much more right now, but just like, I feel like in my macro and micro ways, the part of the human condition is being at war with the present moment in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, even when we, like, let's say we have a desire and we want to create something, we feel like, okay, I want to manifest this so quickly, it can really become about how we're bad because we're not manifesting. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, or there's something wrong with us because we can't get the thing or like as if we can control the world. Or, you right. know, I do believe that we can, you know, manifest I do believe that we can't but we but then there's a lot of it out of our control Mm -hmm. and it's not our fault and we just like be I don't when I say the human condition I don't mean like we we don't have like that's it oh well I just mean it's like something that humans have to act we all have to actively keep coming back to how can I surrender like we really can't control really anything yeah well well, or I mean, we can control some things, but yeah, I guess. there's many things that we can. Yeah, there's a lot out. <laughs> but I'm just saying, and, like, we think we can. Con- I guess we can control some things. Yeah, like I can light a candle, and then it's lit. That's it. That's <laughs> all you can do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, okay, you're right. Not that we can't control anything, but there's just so much that we can't that we feel like we are entitled to sometimes. Right. Especially like the more privilege you have, I think it's part of this human condition to then very easily adapt to your privilege and then to feel you're entitled to it. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk last week about the horrible buffalo shooting that just made oh, me think no. about that. And, oh, my god! Because we didn't know about it yet. Uh, I think we did because we recorded Sunday and it happened on Friday. I don't I think. think I knew about it until Monday. Oh, well, yeah, or it ma- happened. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't know about it at the time yeah. we recorded. Well, I did. And so I'm the bad one. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but anyway, it just makes me think about privilege. Like, you know, 
black people, for instance, don't have the privilege of just like feeling like they're not going to be stalked by police when they get in the car, you right. know, like, and I feel entitled to it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that are just out of our control. I, this was supposed to be helpful and not <laughs> depressing, but it really is. It's it's actually very freeing to be like, oh, I don't have control over this, except I do have control over how I react, how I treat myself. That's why self-compassion is so powerful because, well, that's one of the many reasons self-compassion is so powerful because you can change your whole outlook, which is all you, uh, most of what you have just by being self-compassionate. Yeah, and I think it's part of master uh, of self-mastery or magical kind of like getting the hang of working with magic and manifestation part of it is to acknowledge yes this is something i can change this is something i can visualize and feel and get into the vibe of and then this isn't like this is something i can't affect and so that's a way of conserving our energy not wasting it in places that it makes no sense to spend it but I remember reading an article in psychology today where it described I don't remember what the article was but I remember that it described when when you know like when something isn't working right and you get just like furious or maybe you drop something or Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you slam the a drawer on your finger or something and you get furious that I remember the, in the article they described that as narcissistic rage. Oh, funny. <laughs> like yeah. we all will have. It. I mean, it's not bad, yeah. but it is yeah. like, well, you're not entitled to that machine working. Yes. So why are you yeah. furious? Like, who yeah. are you furious at? <laughs> yeah. It's just this. So I feel like remembering when I feel narcissistic rage, having that name for it, it just yeah, reminds me funny. like, oh, yeah, you're not really entitled to this going a certain way in this moment. Well, that's <laughs> interesting you say that because what I think happens in a split second, it's like you have a natural reaction, right? Of like, oh, because or frustration or anger. And then I feel like the brain automatically needs to tie it to something like the cup or yourself, (laughs) you know, like you're mad at yourself. Yeah. I remember one time my dad like being mad at the mustard or something, (laughs) you know, and, (laughs) and, but it's like, our brain wants to do that instead of just like, oh, I'm, I'm angry. I'm having an angry moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is you know, annoying. Just feeling I can't it. open the mustard or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, okay, and I'm feeling it. Like, I'm a thing and I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Do I sound extra high today? Mm. Normally just a little I'm high. a thing and I feel. No, I mean, like, we do get to <laughs> we do get to feel that. Yeah, it's not that that's bad to feel yeah. annoyed when you break a cup or can't open the mustard. I mean, yeah. these are things that are human. But yeah. I think it is also, for me, it is also kind of freeing to kind of be like, oh, I mad and you know yeah and I can't something that happens yeah exactly <laughs> this happened I love that that narcissistic yeah I think that maybe I don't know I'm just thinking here like it can be helpful to replace it I mean if you feel like it with gratitude in some like okay this is just a thought I'm having but like all those times where I'm feeling like oh I can't control this it's like Okay, and what I'm a okay, I'm really gonna sign sound high now, but I'm a human on this planet, and this is I can't control things, and I feel so grateful to be here, and like, what am I grateful for? Instead of going into a place of like, Ugh, 
I can't control these yeah, things. Yeah, and also, I feel like this Mercury retrograde, too, The there is so much power in realizing, oh, this is a delay. Like, Ted and I had yeah. this thing where we thought someone had stolen our Apple ID, and then oh, it turned wow. out to not have been that, but it uh-huh. did take us extra time, and this was a Mercury retrograde thing. Yeah. And to kind of just be like, okay, yeah, this happens sometimes. Yeah. This happens sometimes. Let me just be with it. There's really actually no greater – it's not – more valuable to be doing something other than dealing yeah. with this problem. Let's just yeah. go into it and take the this time it takes. This is where we are. Yeah. And yeah. you're not entitled to have those things not happen sometimes. Right. Yeah. There's um, nobody who for, to whom those things do not happen. <laughs> yeah. One more thing I want to say that I realized about this, because I have this altar, which I absolutely love, that's for my business, that I like to sit in front of and just like feel the energy of my business that I love and the energy of just like, yeah, that whole thing. And I have candles and pretty pictures. Up. But I realized the other day that I was feeling like, oh, I haven't sat in front of there in a little while. Oh, that's bad. Like, yeah, you know, like now it's all going to tank because not really that bad, <laughs> yeah. but but kind of like this guilt, like, oh, I'm letting it, I'm letting it um, just like go into dormancy or something. Mm-hmm. And that is where I feel like manifestation stuff is not helpful. You know what yeah, I mean? I have had that. I had um, a Lakshmi statue that I really liked. She's a goddess, um, a Hindu goddess of abundance. Oh, yeah. And I, I read somewhere that it was like, oh, it, it, if in um, in Hindu spirituality, if you don't constantly give the statues oh, like gosh. flowers and incense and shit <laughs> yeah. to them, then it's bad. It's like the opposite of oh, my what you want the statue to be for. And mm-hmm. I couldn't get it out of my head. Like, oh, I'm not nourishing my Lakshmi statue enough I'm not giving her enough attention so I donated it to charity because I was like this is this is not helping this is the opposite of helping no this in my head yeah and then it's like draining and like why am I no these are like it I that's where it's like any kind of manifestation thing needs to be only about helping you feel more alive and like you're helping your desires maybe just feel more nourished and when it's like oh it's this like draining thing then it's then it just defeats the whole purpose totally yeah and I did notice that energy drain so that's why I donated this statue I can't give her the home she needs (laughs) yeah definitely Okay, so we would love for you to give us a call if you have any questions. You can call us at 828-333-7181. And if you would like to hear it, it's 828-333-7181. And we really would love it if you would call. Next week is a uh questions episode where we will answer some no no two weeks from now will be a questions episode (laughs) so you could call now and understand that maybe hopefully we would get to it in two weeks um but we do love your questions and we love your voicemails so you can also email us at magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com or go to our website magicmondaypodcast and go to ask a question and while we're here let's just say you can also find us at magic monday podcast on instagram magic monday podcast listeners on facebook is a little group and magic monday pod on facebook but yeah for the questions that's what you do and we love them 
Yes. And also, we would love for you to subscribe to yeah. our podcast wherever you listen. It's real easy. Just hit the button that says subscribe. Yeah. And then also, if you haven't yet, we would so appreciate it if you would write us a review. Yeah. On Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and also what I would really love, me personally, just kidding, um, is Spotify. Since we left there and came back, if you could just, all you have to do there is just hit five stars if you if that's your feeling about us. Um, that would be really helpful because um, since we left, we kind of fell out of the eye line, I guess, when you put the thing in. So anyway, the more people star it, the more people can find us. So we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. And then I also want to mention that I am offering Akashic Clearing um, over the phone. These are really, every time I do one, it's fascinating. And uh, I get the sense that it's very healing for people. It's definitely healing for me when I do it for myself. Mm -hmm. This is a therapy where I uh, tune into your Akashic record using your name and your birthday. And then I look for patterns or programs from this life or a past life that are ready to go. I ask to be shown what it will most benefit you to look at and clear at this time. Then we, during the session, we talk about the patterns and we do a little clearing on the energetic charge. So it's kind of like a guided meditation, but these are really fun and uh, really helpful and healing. So if you want to learn more about these and schedule a session, you can do that from my website, tesswhitehurst.com. Yeah, and you can also schedule a reading with me. I do other things. We look at your chakras, the pictures in them, the beliefs, clear them out, all kinds of things. It's kind of like 3D therapy, but I'm not a therapist. Um, it is um, healing, and also it is an emotional journey. I mean, in a good way, but you do clear things out. Um, and you can go to highestlighthealing.com. And while we're here, again, I'll just say, get the housekeeping on the way. You can find me at Highlight Healing on Instagram. Okay, so today um, we have Kate Good on. Kate is a certified human design practitioner with a background in energy healing and astrology. Using the language and framework of human design, Kate is able to understand the core strengths and potential of her clients and empowers them with strategies and reframes to help reintegrate their shadow and step into their unique power. She is passionate about helping people remember their own magic. You can learn more about Kate at thelightlines.com or follow her on Instagram at thelightlines. Oh, at the.lightlines. And here is our interview. Okay, we are so excited to have Kate Good back on the show. Thanks for being here, Kate. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back on. It's a pleasure. So when I asked you to come back on, I was like, well, maybe you could talk about human design from the perspective of like, what is our purpose and like finding your purpose through the chart. And um, I was telling you before we started recording, then I had a bit of a, I'm not going to call it a crisis, but it was more like a, I don't know, revelation that what if there, what if the purpose doesn't matter or there isn't really a purpose and so I was curious what you had to say about that. Uh, what is Tess saying? Well, you know what? I just realized we should start actually with a recap 
for our listeners who don't know what human design oh, is. And okay. then we should go into that. <laughs> yeah. So Kate, maybe could you Wait, tell- before you say that, it's funny because I was like, what is Tess saying? <laughs> I said it like that because I thought it wasn't recording. <laughs> Not like- <laughs> I was oh, like, you oh no! There was like a technical problem. Yeah, because you were like, oh, hold on, and your finger. Up. So I was like, oh no! <laughs> no, I just, it, yes, I should have thought of this idea. before we started yeah, recording. Right. But yeah, let's just maybe just give our listeners and me because I still, I mean, I do have an, a concept of human design, but it will not hurt for me to have a review because I'm certainly not an expert. So, what is human design? Yeah, and then we can talk about what the. You know, how your perspective on purpose and human design? Mm-hmm. The big question of purpose for sure. So human design is a combination and synthesis of many different ancient systems of uh, understanding what it means to be you. So it incorporates astrology, the Kabbalah tree of life to a certain extent, the chakra systems in there, the Chinese I Ching is also incorporated. So essentially it pulls together all of these different and disparate systems into one cohesive chart and it's called the body graph. So, you know, if you're familiar with astrology at all, the birth chart is a wheel and it's broken up into 12 kind of pizza slices. I like to call them a human design chart is literally a depiction of your energetic body. So it gets into your unconscious tendencies, energies, in addition to your conscious, you know, personality traits, things that you're very aware of, but it's so similar to your astrological chart. And actually I use astrology and human design kind of interchangeably just to inform different parts of understanding what it means to be you, um, which is an incredibly complex and large question, right? So essentially human design, it was channeled in the 1980s by um, a person who goes by the name Ra Uruhu or went by the name. He's no longer with us. And I think I mentioned last time I was on, it's kind of like a trippy journey where, you know, who knows the truth behind it. If Mm. he was really like channeling or he was, you know, on a trip in Ibiza, literally. Mm. And that's how it came through. But essentially it's got this foundation of four ancient systems and also quantum physics and like quantum mechanics, maybe not mechanics, but quantum <laughs> elements weaved into it. So it gives you kind of like a 3D blueprint of your your unique and specific energy. Amazing. Yeah. That was a yeah. really good, good description. So <laughs> really great job. Yeah. Thanks. Nice work. Thanks. It's a complicated thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, so yeah, I just want to throw in there that I do imagine just the story in my head does involve cocaine. Okay. Now oh, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Mm. Oh, um, I would have thought psychedelics, but yeah, I mean, maybe so- both. Oh, but no. I'm like, I'm hearing eighties and then I'm 1980s. And then I'm also hearing all these things. Like I, I just realized it's all one, it's all together. Like, <laughs> I just feel that energy, that cocaine energy in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> that could be any psychedelic though. That makes you feel that way. You know too. what? Maybe it was both. Maybe yeah, it, was it was both, both. at the same time, but I mean, <laughs> this is not minimizing it. I mean, I feel like, you know, <laughs> it, it was activating something important. I think it's yeah. great. So, <laughs> for sure. So yeah. now, um, okay. So now purpose. So mm-hmm. shall we eat now, Natasha, do you want to segue in or? Well, yeah, just uh, what do you want to say about like how that shows up in the chart or how we can find it or your take on it? 
Yes. Okay. So I will kind of like zoom back a few steps and just, when we talk about purpose, I think generally our society's relationship to it is a little bit fraught, right? Mm -hmm. You know, under capitalism, we're, you know, our purpose is a job, you know, you're here to be productive, you're here Mm -hmm. to contribute. And, you know, you just skipping down the street isn't considered to be like a profound act. It's more like, how are you contributing to the whole? Right. Um, It's like a break from your, like, your real time here. Exactly. Right. And so it's a little bit like, I think our general relationship can be a lot of people come to human design or different tools, uh, particularly in the spiritual realm to Mm -hmm. find their purpose, because it's feeling a little bit like, yeah, this job isn't cutting it, you know, waking up every single day, grinding is not, Mm. there must be more. And I think really when we get into the deeper conversations of purpose, I like to think of it the same as we're part of nature. You know, you don't look at a tree and think like, but what is it doing? And like, (laughs) what's it getting by? It's producing something maybe, but that's not really how we think about the world around us. So why is it that we should think about ourselves that way? And so I like to look at a human design chart, astrology chart, and see it as an invitation to get to know who you are. And really that fundamentally, I believe is what our purpose is. You know, we came here to just Mm. investigate, explore, and truly live into all of the juiciness and magic of just Mm. being like an animate being who can think Mm. and feel. And Mm. I mean, how cool is it that we can think something, then it turns into a physical manifest reality, like pretty pretty awesome. (laughs) So there are- Yeah, and the problem I think becomes when we- don't when we can't do it and then we blame ourselves or like you know when we can't manifest something and then it's like what's wrong with this you know body that it can't and the spirit that it can't manifest things right exactly and so like there are all of these competing narratives that are push and pull between who you think you are who other people think you are what you should be doing how you should be doing it And what I enjoy about human design is it shows you that everyone is so incredibly and vastly unique, Mm. the way that they do things, like the way you pour your coffee in the morning, the way that you have conversations with people, you're bumping into different energies and influencing the world around you in a way that has this profound impact. And you think that it's just like, oh, I don't know. I woke up this morning and talked to Tess and Natasha. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but really it's like everything you do is infused with such intentionality and purpose. And the more that you understand and build that relationship with you know, your human design chart and understand that the things that you notice are not a coincidence or that excitement in your belly when you meet someone new or feel pulled to go visit and travel this new place, it's all really leading you along that path to connect with the people who, you know, you're having some profound impact on, even if it's maybe seemingly the most simple thing. So that's what I really like to think about when using your human design chart to explore what your purpose is. There are so many aspects of it too. You know, there's this um, more detailed layer of the chart called the incarnation cross. And a lot of people think that the incarnation cross is like, aha, that's it. That's the key. That's your purpose Mm. because it speaks to like the overarching theme and archetypes of your energy, but it's almost like you learn your incarnation cross 
And so for example, mine is the cross of service and uh, mm. it's all about combining, uh, you know, opinions, articulating uh, problems, adding corrections to it. It's a very kind of like analytical, I like to think of it as like data translation mm. or the in service of helping to like solve problems, make things flow in more harmony. Uh, a human design reader who I absolutely adore once called it it's the cross that asks the question, like, what do you need to get your shit together? Mm. And so <laughs> I learned this and I was like, all right, now I got to go do it. But mm. you know, the hilarious irony is you're already doing these things. It's just like mm-hmm. the magnetic attraction and what you're putting out in your energy. That's totally, it's happening whether or not you're consciously like actively trying doing it, to. trying to do it. And it's almost, yeah. you know, double-edged sword when you try to do it sometimes you get yourself into trouble (laughs) because it's just not that natural flow and expression of okay you know what I trust myself I trust that this is happening and now I have the awareness and the inner validation to to know that everything that I do can be significant so with that pressure of finding my purpose off my plate what am I going to do what am I going to explore and it can be really fun yeah that's my general feeling and so it seems like the value of learning it or getting that perspective is not so much like, like you said, like, oh, now I can go do it. Cause you said yeah. you're already doing it, but more like, like seeing the pattern of it, seeing the picture energetically of it, and then just having an awareness of it. So you can merge your awareness of it with what you're already doing. It's like, we talked about last week, how when you have a special gift Sometimes you don't realize that other people don't have that gift. You can't see that you have this unique ability to do this thing and you're doing it, you know, cause you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, everybody knows how to do that. You know, it's not true, but you think that. And so it is kind of, it seems to me like that's the value is being able to be like, wow, that is, that is, I can kind of see that like all the different things I've done in my life, how that is the underlying kind of driving force for me. I feel like it also can help uncover more, like help you get out of your own way in some ways, like for sure. by like, I don't know, having more awareness, some, just maybe areas where you haven't been aware of your strengths or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I feel like this about astrology as well. It's very validating sometimes to be like, oh, this is like what my natural thing. I don't know. It helps me in ways that I've been hard on myself and ways where it's like, oh, I, this is a potential for me. I can explore this more. Like I feel that already, but seeing it on the chart helps validate it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I personally am someone who always likes to have a framework I like systems. I like having a blueprint. And um, I came to human design after, you know, a period of time in my life where I was searching, you know, I was looking, I was doing a bunch of yoga. I was meditating. I was exploring Mm. all of these different um, spiritual experiences that was so profound and fantastic, but I was walking out of them being like, okay, am I fixed now? Like, mm, that's it. Yeah. like, do I have to just keep doing this <laughs> Yeah, and still yeah. running into like the same patterns or like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. toxic dynamics with people and being like, why is this going? Like, what is happening here? Yeah. And my human design chart really empowered me to understand, okay, 
I should be listening to that feeling in my gut more because I'm a, I'm a sacral authority generator. So essentially my guiding compass is that gut reflex, like that instant, like, uh uh-huh, uh-uh, like, ooh, I don't know, danger (laughs) feeling in your stomach. And that's something I had been trained out of listening to or honoring, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so the more I was like, oh no, I'm feeling this frustration or this pent up, just like tightness for a Mm -hmm. reason, it might not logically make sense for me to do something like quit my job or Mm -hmm. move across the country, but I don't know, I feel like I'm gonna do it. It gave me just that framework and validation, like you said, to trust that, you know, there is something bigger out there and I'm being pulled there. It might not logically make sense to me right now, but I see all of these aspects of my chart and it just allows you to trust. Well, for me, at least it allowed me to trust myself a little bit more in taking those leaps. So maybe it can help like when, maybe you can talk a little bit about the different impulses. Cause like, I feel like that also can help you in terms of your purpose. Like you were saying, like, it helps you to know, like they, <clears throat> you'll say it better than I will, but like human design has certain areas that you, how would you say it? Like with the sacral, yeah. you explain it. Well, yeah. And then I just am hearing our listeners also wondering, well, how do I maybe also talk about before you talk about that, how yeah. people can start to learn what their specific thing is. And then, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So first explain sure. it and then say <laughs> yeah. like how okay. they can find it. For sure. Okay. So I'm going to start like really big and then zoom into the specific types. Um, So the fundamental, like, again, the mystical roots of human design, something that I really love because it's a very complicated system. If you pull up your chart, you can get certain like basics from it, but I mean, there's numbers, there's colors, there's shapes. It's, you know, not very user-friendly off the bat. So like the broader picture that I like to describe is, you know, and this is probably a story that's not unique to human design, but um, the idea is many, many moons ago, there was one singular crystal and the crystal represented like all forms of consciousness. It all existed in one. And at some point that shattered into a million bajillion pieces and kind of like all of the individual consciousnesses, con- conscious. Yeah, conscious night, (laughs) you know, split off in different directions. And so human design speaks in the language of crystals. We've got a design crystal, we've got a personality crystal. And essentially it's a little bit like we have this inner coding and a drive to connect to crystals that are along our fractal line. So wherever that original crystal broke, we're just kind of being pushed and pulled toward other people who are on that same kind of like fracture mm. so that we can build like a cohesive crystal again or you learn he was more definitely he was definitely on ls <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there's a, a hilarious i mean it's not hilarious but um there's a book and it's called like the prophecy of ru ra uruhu and I highly recommend it. It's it's a great read. It's totally wild. It's um, okay. gets into a lot. And you know, at one point, he realizes the sun is a dog. Anyway, the oh, sun wow. is a dog. Sun okay. is a dog. Yeah. Okay. So wait, I, you're talking about the crystals, but I wanted, but it, does yes. that come back to the sacral and the, like the yes. different impulses? Okay. 
So okay, essentially, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we're all on these fractal lines and the way that we navigate. So if you kind of think of it, like this is your inner spaceship navigation to find mm-hmm. whoever is on your line mm-hmm. is to follow your strategy and authority. Oh, okay. So, um, but we all um, have different strat. according to the human design chart, we all have different strategy and authorities. Yes. Those are two different things. Exactly. Okay. So there are five, actually there are four human design types and then one of them is a subtype. So there are five. Um, and oh, okay. each one of those has a different way to use your energy. And that is what I call or not what I call that's what human design calls the strategy and okay. so the strategy shows you how how to use your energy it's kind of and like when, how do you get let me just started. interrupt real yeah. quick when you look at your chart it's just there so it will say yes. like strategy just like in in when you look up an astrology chart it'll say your sun sign your moon sign the when you look up the human design chart it'll very clearly say like your your strategy is blank yes. whatever it is it's very instructive in that way which is so great yeah. Um, but each type comes with a specific strategy. So I'll just quickly run through those um, for generators and manifesting generator types. The strategy is to respond. So to wait for a response. Essentially, this means instead of just trying to initiate constantly, wait for things to come to you. And then you'll get a feeling of like, this is for me or it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But the whole, it's almost like don't chase, attract that kind of dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, And by doing that, you're allowing your unique energy to respond and say like, you know what, I am going to do this versus I'm not going to do this. This feels good to me. This doesn't feel good to me because the generator type is really just looking to um, find satisfaction and joy. So that's kind of like the purpose for the generator types, which Mm. I love. Like just find Achieving joy, satisfaction, and satisfaction. joy. Like, mm-hmm. heck yeah, that's amazing. Maybe that's um, why I've been feeling that lately. Like, maybe it is just about feeling satisfied. And we are all, I think, Tess, you're a manifesting generator, and we're both generators. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we all get that. I'm like, I'm sure you felt that like in our stomach butterflies of like, oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I really like that. Um, And you're already doing something before even having thought about it. Mm. Um, And then for the manifestor types, the strategy is to inform. So manifestors are like getting constant downloads and ideas. They're really like big picture maverick types who are fire starters. They're kind of like the movement initiators. And their strategy is to inform because they move really quickly. And if they don't let people know what they're doing, then either they end up doing all the work themselves and then getting totally burnt out Mm. or the people around them are like, what the heck? You just like started doing one thing. Now you're doing 10 other things. Like, where was I Mm -hmm. in this whole dynamic? Um, So informing enables them to really like inspire and bolster people to come and support them and help them do like whatever cool thing they're working on. Uh, Then for projector types, their strategy is to wait for the invitation. And so for that, projectors are incredible wise guides. They see the bird's eye view. They know they're always 10 steps ahead. And really, they need to wait for an invitation and recognition so that they aren't wasting their time giving advice when people aren't ready to hear it. Uh, so but isn't that very similar to the generator? Like if we're yeah. supposed to wait to hear and the projector supposed to wait too, right? Yeah. So it is very similar and technically all types 
need to have a little bit of like, take a breath, pause and like check in with yourself, which I like because it's just, you know, that basic, I think that's good advice across the board. Um, But for projectors, it's really an external person is like pulling you in. Whereas with the generator type, it's like, Ooh, yes, no. Yeah. This, that, although projectors will naturally, it's kind of along the same vein when they're fully lit up by whatever they're doing, they're so magnetically attractive. And it's kind of like the light bulb is on, people can see them and they're like, Uh, Oh, I need you to do this. mm -hmm. Um, So that's the dynamic for the projectors. And then the last type we have are the reflector types who are just like wide open, beautiful mirrors for the world around them. Mm. And their their strategy is to wait through an entire moon cycle before they make major decisions because the moon is really activating and informing different parts of their chart. And like, they're just here to like shift and change and be incredibly fluid and just delighted and surprised by every single experience they have. And so allowing the moon to kind of like activate, move through all of their different centers and energy allows them to get more data points to understand like, ooh, maybe this is right for me. Ooh, maybe I like this Uh, versus getting caught up in the energy that is surrounding them because they're incredible mirrors, but they're also taking in a lot of energy and also influence from the world around them. Yes. (laughs) So... So when you listen to that part, that can help you to, I guess, uncover more of why you're here. Exactly. So that part is kind of like your inner GPS. Your strategy is what is going to tell you to make a left turn, to talk to that person, to maybe explore that cool place. And it's very much the, if you think of it like a train line. So that's, that's the little cable that's keeping you on whatever track is designed for you specifically so that you can find all of the cool people along the way who are on that fractal line and help you to like build a more cohesive little crystal of consciousness. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) I I really love human design because, I mean, I don't know about it like you do, but I love what, what, what you're like describing, how I'm tuning into it. As I mean, what I love about metaphysics and spirituality mm-hmm. is that it gives you a framework. It gives you a frame of reference so that if you're just like, what is it? Why do I feel like I'm drifting or what is really mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, it's, it gives you something to be like, oh, well, here's a kind of a conceptual framework or picture, energetic picture that you can work with to see that maybe you'll feel better if you do this, if you wait to respond, or if you go through a full moon cycle, or just, it just feels like very thorough in that, in doing (laughs) that thing, that metaphysical teachings do of, of giving us something to work with when we're not really sure what's going to help, you know? Yeah. I also think like, I love, I didn't put this together just like for some people, satisfaction and joy, like that's it. It's not to change the whole fucking world or like to prove yourself or it's just like, Oh, are you feeling satisfied? Great. You're on the right track. (laughs) Are you not feeling satisfied? Well, then let's see, how can we help you to feel more? Like, let's look at the, I don't know. I mean, you can use any tool, but you could look at human design and be like, well, what would help me to feel more satisfied? But since we are talking to you, well, can you tell us first what the other, mm-hmm. what do you call that? The satisfying, satisfying. Yeah. 
those are they're called the signatures so every type has a signature and it comes with like the positive and then I won't say negative but the spectrum of experience so for generator types it's satisfaction is what you're aiming for and frustration is kind of like that signal that maybe you're off track you're off track or like you need to go back and wait for something to respond to you know instead of just like running ahead and feeling like you're lost yeah Um, it's like all right just take it easy let's see what comes through um and then so for the manifestor types the what they're aiming for is peace like a profound feeling of peace and their emotional signal they're on the other side there's anger so if they're feeling like really Mm. angry because they've got such this like fiery energy to create and it's like if that's not happening then you're really actually meant to be like this peaceful creature Mm. so how can we do that how can we bring more of that and who do you need to inform or like explain Mm. what you're really thinking um and then for projectors it's success and then on the other end we have bitterness (laughs) Oh, I wonder what <laughs> success means. Like just oh. whatever you feel. Yeah. Success for you. I would also say like 90% of my friends are projectors. Oh, wow. Yes. And I <laughs> love that because I feel like I get the best advice always. Oh. And for them, success is really like tailored to the circumstance. So okay. they're like, oh, well, you could try and do that, but I don't know if that's going to work out. How about you do it this way? Or like, maybe have you thought of this? And so it's more, their energy is so keyed into knowing, like they see 10 steps ahead. They know what's going to work and what's not going to work. So success mm. could be whatever success you're really striving for. Okay. Um, but it's great to have a projector anytime you're feeling like, hmm, what should I do next? They'll, they'll know. They already know. <laughs> I am pretty sure I remember that that's what Ted is and that oh. all of that really describes Ted. And also this is my partner, if you're a new listener and, um, man, yeah, I think so much about how my career, like he just has helped me with it so oh, much. Like, wow. I don't even know if I would have ha- been able to trust myself or see the next step. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, he just has been there the whole time, really helping and guiding me. So that makes total sense. Wow. They're so genuinely so precious. The wise guides. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And And it's rare too, right? Isn't that the rare one? No, the reflector. Oh, the reflector is the rare one. But still projectors are only like 20% of the population. Oh, okay. So they're they're becoming more, we're shifting. Um, But, and then um, for the reflectors, this one, it's just like, it gets my heart because I find Mm -hmm. it so endearing. My brother's a reflector. And uh, so they're aiming for surprise and delight. So that's just like that pure, just like, oh, I love life. um, (laughs) I have also heard that most uh, animals like dogs, cats have a reflector design. And so if you think about that, where they're just like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) That's what you're going for. I like ours and the reflectors the best because I, (laughs) not to rank it, but (laughs) it does feel good that I can just be like, oh yeah, I'm satisfied. Great. Oh yeah, exactly. Now I can check off the box. I can sleep soundly. That's all (laughs) I need. (laughs) I'm satisfied. That's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the success one, that would upset me, I think a little bit because I'd be like, like, it feels kind of weird. Like if you're not feeling successful and 
you're angry. <laughs> well, but that also describes that it's interesting because that also helps me to understand him better now that you're saying that. Cause uh, like when he's like, just really distracted, like, Oh, I've been working and I, I don't know if the song is good or not. I don't, I, mm-hmm. it's been so many days since I haven't written a song that I don't know. You know, I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, well, you don't have to write you don't have to write a song that people like, and he's just like, yes, I do. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> oh boy. He should listen to the latest Harry Styles interview. <gasps> oh, it's so good. And it does pertain to this, but like, uh, it was, it was very spiritual, this interview, like it helped a lot, but he was On talking, what? um, it, he won Apple one. I think it is. Is this okay. a Zane Lowe interview? Yes. Zane oh, Lowe. Zane I Lowe. Flip it. So oh, this medicine. is something everybody knows about. I well, don't even if know you who Zane know, is. I don't. I didn't know oh. who he was either before Harry's style. Oh, okay. <laughs> who is? Well, anyway, we can figure that out later. He's but, a DJ. <laughs> oh, he's a DJ. Okay, he's he was. I, I didn't love him as much as Harry, but I mean, there's a few things I love as much as Harry. Oh. But oh yeah. Um. And anyway. But what Harry was saying was that he realized because he released this song over the pandemic and so he couldn't promote it. Mm. And he realized that um, it it actually gave him the freedom to not have to not have that control, because before he was like, oh, well, if I give a you know, if I do say the right things on this talk show, or if I, you know, whatever, promote it in the perfect way, then the song will be a hit, but he couldn't do any of that. It was all out of his hands. So it made him realize like the song is what it is. And like, it's not Mm -hmm. even me. It's not me. It's just like, if it resonates, it resonates. If it doesn't, doesn't, I have no control over that. And so that will be helpful for Ted. Maybe he might just scoff at I mean, it. He kind right. of never has control over that stuff because he's a right. songwriter instead of the artist. Um, right. Right. Which is but, not easy for him either. Anyway, we could go, right. we could do a whole podcast about well, what I'm just saying, like, if you, he was like, it's like my kid. And if someone was like, oh, I love your kid. It's like, oh, I'm glad you love my kid. But like, it's not you and you mm-hmm. can't, don't have right. any control over that. And um, I don't know. It helped me in general. Of course, it is a lot easier to come to that lesson from success. <laughs> like right. that song was an enormous hit. He right. was talking about watermelon sugar. So like, it's oh my like, gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I don't even care if it's famous, yeah. right? And it's like, <laughs> oh, this is the biggest song of the whole year. But yeah, it's easier to learn from success sometimes. But still, it, I think this relates to just this whole thing, like of how we don't have control like you feel you do something you love you write a song you whatever and like and that's it yeah how people respond or how yeah it's out of your control I also really love that um because I think one big thing about human design the big question I always ask is what would you do if you could just do things the way that you do them without Mm. thinking you know here's the marketing template here's this you know here's the surefire way to be successful in whatever industry you're in. What if you're like, well, what if I just did it the way I like to do it? You know, I like to sit and write blog posts. What if I just do that and see what happens, (laughs) you know, or whatever, go, go and skip around the block and then write your blog post. (laughs) I mean, it really does help to do things like that. Like skip Mm -hmm. around the block. Like, yeah, I do. I just, I feel like maybe this might be the next energy stream coming in in general is this idea of like, just enjoying 
our lives and seeing like how much better it is from yeah. that place. I mean, it's, you know, kind of privileged more than kind of privileged to say, I mean, there's also a lot going on and people have pandemic fatigue and all of that, but I think that's actually coming from that place of like, we've been so heavy and like, right. maybe the key is just to like, accept where you are and let that be what it is. For sure. And that's like, okay. they say the most revolutionary act you can do is like, just love yourself, be yeah. yourself. Yeah. And it starts from there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, it doesn't mean that that's exclusive to, uh, you know, creating positive change. It's like, mm-hmm. maybe what does satisfy you and bring you joy is, you know, it really helping deeply in some way, yeah. animals, yeah. people, the planet. I mean, it's right. not, they're not separate things. No, so that's like, the other thing is I feel like the irony is we probably all would be so much more productive if we, if we just follow these joyful impulses and we let ourselves alone and let ourselves be that we would be more productive. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Yeah. We have to wrap up, unfortunately, but can you tell us your sun, moon and rising before you leave? Yes. So Mm -hmm. I had a cancer sun, Sagittarius moon and a cancer rising. Yeah. Nice. a lot of cancer energy. Yeah. I know, by the way, you know, a lot of protectors. I know so many Sagittarius moons and I love it. And <laughs> risings too. I know a lot of Sag risings and a lot of Sag moons. Anyway, mm. thanks for being here, Kate. Can you tell people, are you doing charts right now? Are you? Yeah. You so definitely reach out for a chart reading. I'm doing them much less frequently than I was before, mm-hmm. um, but, but you can really great at it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you can find me on my website, thelightlines.com, and on Instagram at the dot lightlines. And, um, I love <laughs> just blogging is my favorite thing to do. So there are a lot Aww. of informational posts on my website about human design basics. I also have a few guides there as well. So I would definitely encourage anyone interested in learning more to check out my website and also just have fun exploring human design. It's a wide, wide, exciting world. Yeah, it's really fun. All righty. Thank you, Kate. Thank Thank you so much for having me both on. Oh my gosh. Okie dokie. That was really nice. I love it. Yeah, it was really fun. So uh, now it's time for the energy report. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that one? Yeah, and I just like your face at the end oh. of it. It's a little bit Elvis. Like there's a little bit oh, of an Elvis wow. kind of facial wow. expression going. I never, never would have would have uh, thought that. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Elvis the- face energy report i am curious if people um ever listen to it and then read it on mind body green where i have it every week because it does feel there's something about reading it too that feels like it gets into my my system system do you know that we didn't do you know that song no you you're in my system you don't know that song it's no it's an 80s song it's a what an 80s song i think oh weird i feel yeah. like i know most 80s songs i mean not, it's like not most r&b 80s songs, but... maybe <laughs> okay anyway we'll, we'll figure it out oh it's uh who is this 
what the song is by the system, and it's called You Are In My System. Weird. There's a band called The System? Apparently. I guess maybe they're a one-hit wonder. This song (laughs) was released in 1983. Weird. It said briefly had a band like in the aughts called The System. Really? Yeah, they had a song played on K-Rock. Oh, wow. Did he sing, you are in my system? (laughs) No, but he he did do a cover of Africa by Toto. Okay. Oh, wait, or maybe he wanted to do Mm. a cover of Africa by Toto, but the other bandmates wouldn't do it. Mm. That's Yeah, I think that's more likely. (laughs) (laughs) That tracks. (laughs) Um, so what i want to say though is i just realized we didn't go over what the cards were last week but that's oh yeah we forgot to do that it's okay i don't think you've ever done that but the reason i bring that up is because of the energy report from last week but what i want to say this week is listen we're in mercury retrograde so that's just the thing right but i'm also feeling actually similar to last week in that there's a heart activation but it feels like a lot of energy moving forward. Definitely yes. a lot of... Oh, you feel that too? Yes. Ah, okay. It's like it wants to move forward and it can move forward, but there is like a... I almost feel it like taffy. Like there's like some stickiness to it. It's like, oh, I'm moving forward. And then it's like, eh, are you? You know what I mean? Like a little, <laughs> like a little <laughs> stickiness. I'm seeing it as like... I'm moving my arms up because that's how I see it. Like it's like the energy's moving, but so is the stickiness. So my feeling about this is two things. One, it's really building that trust muscle that you are where you are, like we were talking about before with Mercury Retrograde, that it's like, okay, I feel all this stuff that wants to move forward, but then I'm also getting reflected back that uh, the like it's not going as fast as I want it to. Yes. So therefore, just like building trust in the present moment, basically everything that you said before about Mercury retrograde. And then the other part is, can you like maybe practice this skill of enjoying where it is without an attachment to the outcome? Is this I was what... going to say this exact, oh I mean, gosh. like tap That's into funny. this exact energy, Are which I know serious? we've already talked about, but I have it. Yeah, I have it written in my notes. For the practical magic. It's Going funny. with the flow backwards is forwards is how I oh, summarized funny. it. <laughs> well, so we never tell each other what the energy report or practical magic is ahead of time. And we've never had the exact same. We've had very similar, but I don't think we've ever had the exact same. Well, I mean, it, of course, we describe it differently. Like we talked about last week, like we're tapping into energy. So it's not necessarily like we'll say it exactly the same way, but yeah. I do feel like it is the exact same energy That's that we're so tapping funny. into. Yeah. yeah. So that is, and also that makes me feel about what I was talking about with manifestation. It's like, okay, I'm having all these like natural desires coming up in terms of like something I want to create. Um, and maybe that's good enough right now like if it's not if there are things that are that seem to be I hate the word blocking it but like if we're kind of getting like uh some kind of obstacles like can we just know like okay but I'm still feeling this desire I'm still feeling this and is that good enough like for now like basically like I said just letting go of the attachment to the outcome and just being where you are and letting it flow this forward movement, these new ideas, these new feelings, whatever it is, 
you can still get excited about it. Like, that's what I mean. Like, can we still be excited about it, even if it feels like there's some dampening in terms of, like, don't let it dampen the excitement if mm -hmm. it's not going as fast as you want it to. So that is it. And then in terms of, like, a tool, this is just occurring to me now. If you want to do a little bit of a meditation where you close your eyes and kind of imagine the energy of what you are wanting to put out there. And if you see any stickiness, just imagine light coming in and like dissolving the stickiness maybe just so you can feel a little more in the flow if you feel like it's stopping you from feeling in the flow. Or you could imagine like that stickiness going into a fire. You know, you could use one of the elements like the earth burying it or but not in the like, oh, I got to get rid of it. But just in a like, OK, can I release it a little so I can feel more in the flow and then fill up with light. And that's what I have to say. OK, great. So now it's time for Practical Magic. Okay, so, so like I said, same current of energy. I was thinking maybe I could talk about my ex personal individual okay. experience. Yeah. So I know last week, if you heard last week that I mentioned this contract situation, I had hoped we would be able to sign it right away. We'd get going on this project, um, this writing project more information to come, um, mm -hmm. but it, it didn't work out that way. But it, mm -hmm. it, it's really interesting because I have been noticing that in this process of committing to taking extra time and asking for what I want and then kind of having to adjust to this other timeline, the energy of the project itself, like this idea that I, of what I'm going to create in, you know, in partnership with this other with this publisher mm -hmm. it's like accessible to me it's like that it's there it's like i'm learning actually about the energy of the project oh. itself by going into this place of like patience and boundaries it's it's yeah. fascinating so that's what it's I like i find it fascinating yeah so that's like what instead I'm, of going into the resistance and like what isn't happening is that what you mean or well, so it's like I initially wanted to just, of course, yeah, like just let's just sign the contract. Let's go. Oh, okay. Give me this. In. But instead it was like, no, now you have to ask for what you want. I have to wait and see if you're going to get it. And like the process of kind of having to tune into that part of me, like the negotiating part, the patient part, the part yeah. that trusts the universe, yeah. like that, that actually I'm like, ooh, there's that energy of this project flowing ah. in. Like I'm kind of learning more about it. I'm getting aligned with it. So I could have been like, no, let's just go. Let's just yeah, get into yeah, it. But instead yeah. of kind of committing to it, it does feel like, yeah, it's slower, but it just feels like, yes, this is actually the current of energy I want to be in. So that's what I mean by, I mean, it's an example of that. It seems like you're going backwards or getting stuck, but really it's moving forwards. I also like this in terms of kind of what I was saying before about getting into the gratitude of what is. Mm -hmm. It's like when you can just be like, oh, well, here is where I am. Like, like, yeah, then I can feel into what is. And I don't, I, instead of thinking about the resistance of like what isn't happening. And then what it, you can't control. Like I can't yes. control other people's behavior. Yeah. You can't control how fast they respond to my messages. <laughs> you know, like, so if I'm just like, okay, 
well, from here this I place am. of what's in happening. This, yeah, exactly. Like I'm here in this project. What does the project feel like? And maybe you get to know it even better as a result of being in that kind of holding pattern with the publisher. You get to know the project better and connect to it and nurture it in a and new way. And letting go of attachment even to the project itself oh, to be like, yeah. maybe we will reach an agreement, maybe we will not. And like, what it, what does it feel like to be in a place of trusting that what is going to yes. flow with this is what's going to, what is supposed to happen with it? You know, it's just, it's really interesting. So that is one example of what I tuned into while doing the Mercury Retrograde Challenge, which is also part of Practical Magic. You can still jump in even if you haven't been doing it yet. But I did realize, I don't think I've ever thought of this before, that, you know, we call it Mercury Retrograde even though Mercury is actually not going backwards. It just looks like it's going backwards. Yeah. And so I realized, like, that's kind of a parallel. It's like you feel, maybe you feel like you're going backwards or you feel like you're stuck, but but you're you're not. not. You're going forwards. You're just doing it in a different way. Yeah. Time is still moving on. You're still here. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, what's in store for the Mercury Retrograde Challenge today? Chakra clearing meditation. Tomorrow, Tuesday, do nothing. Set and they can find time. all this on your website. Though. They can read that, right? Okay. Yeah, just go to com. It'll be at the top. Part three of the Mercury Retrograde Challenge will be at the top of the blog. So just scroll down a little bit and you'll see it. Um, Tuesdays, do nothing. Wednesday, unfollow and unfriend. Go through mm-hmm. your social media, unfollow and unfriend as needed. And then Thursday, clear paper clutter. Friday... This is partly inspired by you. Mm. Clearly state what you won't tolerate. Oh, that's in your inner that? child healing course. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's so a journaling exercise where you clearly state what you will no longer tolerate. Things From that you yourself? Do, things that other people do. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it could well, be like criticizing yourself. It could be... Um, but it also could be, you know, agreeing to do things that you don't really want to do. Yeah. That aren't in alignment with your truth. Um, okay, and then... Saturday, reappraise aesthetic and sentimental value. Mm. Go through your house. Look at the things that you've been holding on to for aesthetic or sentimental value. Make sure they still have that value. And if they don't, get Moving rid of them. on out. Yep. And then Sunday is clear the space with sound. So Sunday is the dark moon, the day before the new moon. Do a little clearing out of energy by ringing a chime or a bell or clapping your hands, or hitting a drum, or hitting a pot with a wooden spoon, (laughs) just getting that energy, stuck energy moving by making noise in your space. Great. I love it all. I was also just thinking about how, like, my book has been with my editor for a little while now, and I'm, you know, just waiting to get the changes back, and I'm realizing, like, oh, I can still feed the project even though it's like in a holding pattern not holding pattern but to me it is over there I can still give it energy and like you know say hello to it and welcome it and all that stuff even though it feels like I have to wait to get it back before I can give it energy it's like Mm -hmm. I can be saying hello to it and giving it energy this whole time totally 
All right. So since we already did some of it, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you before we pick a card? Oh, sure. So TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can find lots of free guided meditations, rituals, magical inspiration. And also YouTube is Tess Whitehurst. Uh, Facebook is Tess Whitehurst author. And Instagram is Tess4444. Great. Um, okay. So I ha- I still have it on my desk, so I'm just going to pick from the Starseed Oracle again. Okay. And I am drawing from Cosmic Dancer Oracle, which I wrote. You did. I co-wrote. Okay. This is great. <laughs> I picked Surrender to the Sweetness. Ooh, I Venus love that. Venus energy, pleasure, joy. It does say make love to life, which is a little gross. But which we I don't also, like, yeah. I mean, not... that's kind of gross. Ugh. But I also can feel that it could be good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to find it. That's the only problem. Why can't I find it in here? Oh, why was I? Oh, my God, that's so funny. I was having a hard time finding it because I was trying to find Make Love to Life, but that's not the name of the card. (laughs) You were distracted by how gross that was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I found it. Okay. So this says, this is a sensual, highly feminine card. It's a call to surrender to the sweetness of life, to let the ever-abundant feminine take over, to taste the fruits you've been working so hard to grow, to let your senses take over and really drink in your life with wonder, Um, to get intoxicated on the simple bounty that this planet has to offer, which you have within you when your well is full. Um, I'll just move. Many of us are so busy building our lives that we forget to enjoy them. We forget what we, why we decided to build them in the first place. Oh my God. This is exactly what I was talking about with manifestation. It's like, oh, I want to build it. I want to build it. But it's like, well, but why? Well, also feminine energy is less like, uh, linear. Like it's kind of is surrendering to maybe you're not going to do it right away, but you're going to still do it. You'll get there. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. But that feeling of like, oh, like when I was saying going to my altar, it's like, well, the first place, the reason I want to do it is because I love my business so much and like loving it and connecting to that instead of like, oh, well, I haven't fed the thing so that I can get the thing. It's like, no, but uh, why, why am I doing it? Because I love it. Um, So disconnection from the sweetness causes more pain than we realize. So many of us walk into soulless buildings five days a week in the name of survival. We strive to build the life of our dreams, but drive ourselves to exhaustion. This card is wooing you back to the pleasures of being human, to focusing on what really matters and enjoying your incredible life. All right. Nice. Yeah. So I drew a card that reminds me of the card you drew last week. You drew... um, the ancestors one yeah connecting to ancestors i drew honor the lineage this week from cosmic dancer oracle so i think it's more of the same message of connecting to our ancestors feeling asking for help from them and feeling support realizing Mm. how much support we have from our ancestors and on the other side but also just as a sort of a um What's the word I'm looking for? It's like part of your 
um, in, that something you're entitled to is mm. <laughs> to know that even in your genes, your your genetics, your DNA, like you are, you have all of this history and all of these souls who supported you. I've really been thinking about that lately. I mean, mm. I do regularly ask my grandparents for help with mm. things and it's, I love it. But also thinking about just all of the, the grandparents all the way back and how much love there was and how much they, knowing that I and their descendant, mm. you know, how much they would want to help me mm. and all just feeling that love from the past and that support, but also like tuning into your spiritual gifts or sort of part of your magical spiritual i feel like the word purpose does seem right but that mm -hmm. comes from your ancestors there's like a kind yeah. sometimes there's something that you can kind of feel is passed down like certain gifts or a certain role something that feels important to you to offer in this lifetime that is related to ancestors so well, just tuning into all of that that those currents of energy and I want to say, as someone who didn't does not have a supportive lineage, that when people leave their bodies, I will say most of the time, like when they die, <laughs> then they do, like, I really believe the energy is helpful. So if you're someone like me who has not supportive relatives, um, like, I do feel them rooting me on anyway. Like, I think that my healing helps them. So even, I don't think it's narcissistic necessarily on their part, but it's like helping the whole. So asking for their help because they did help create the patterns and they want to heal it too. Yeah. Like my, my grandparents on my dad's side, I did have a strong relationship with in life, mm -hmm. but on my mom's side, I didn't really know them very well and I know that they had a lot of a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. But on the other side when I tune into them it's like this whole it really interesting thing of help. I mean they're still there. Yeah. I can still tune into them and they have a lot greater perspective than they did in life. So, yeah, so there's just you can work with it in a lot of different ways. But then there's also all of the countless ancestors whose names I don't even know. Yeah. Who also are there who want to support and help me yes. and who also would like for me to help them sometimes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that will definitely, our growth helps them for sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Surprise! Elvis face.